This is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Oh, hello. Yes, it is. I almost forgot I had a radio show because I've been gone a while. I'm sure you were beside yourself with angst and anguish, but relax, everything's okay. I'm back for you. Uh, my name's Vinnie White. Always big yourself up, then explain who you are. Really, uh... Does it justice? Um, it's the Vinnie White Show. It is live. It's about nine minutes past seven. No, let's try that again. Seven minutes past nine. Told you I was rusty. And you're listening to a news and talk pizza with toppings of opinion, laughter and no olives because olives are the devil's testicles. Um, Twirly about what I've been up to. We're going to have Amanda Capito in. She does Newsy Poos, a feature where we briefly discuss news and... Uh, have a look at what's going on in the world. Jane Goodall gets political. McDonald's opens an entire restaurant that doesn't serve burgers. Just two of the uh, of the teats of news that I've been sucking on. That sounded wrong. Two of the stories that I'm going to do. That sounds better. Uh, Patrick's here. He's the producer. We sort of occasionally pop him on for a little hello, make you know that it's not a little lonely place. Also, we've got David Eddy in the background. Both of you could give us a quick sort of hello. Hello. Hey, Vinny. <laughs> like that it took you so long to get over here. Actually, you know, it was rapid compared to myself. I've done damage to my leg. Anyway, who cares about all that? Um, I've been in Europe. I went to a wedding. It was a really weird one. I feel honoured to have been asked. It was a collection of people so pretentious that I was fairly convinced I was in a perfume commercial for most of the time. It was a girlfriend's old school friend. And I didn't know anyone there at all. I was surprised to be asked. A very brief connection. But I went. And it was in southern Italy. And being that I went all that way to that wedding, I thought I'm also obviously an excuse to go back to the UK, see some family. And, and I did a bit of travelling as well, like around some of Europe. Because it's, I don't know if you know, but Europe you can like blink and travel it. And then you come back to Canada. And you're like, oh, I really must ride a motorbike to Manitoba. Ah, uh, no, I probably won't bother. It's quite far. Um, that's how I feel about it. It's it's just great. I don't. Want to, I always feel a bit sort of smug coming back from Europe and saying, "Oh, it's great over there. Your country's rubbish." I don't mean that. I love it here, and it's good to be back. And everyone's sexy, and it's still warm, and everything's great. But I did have a really good time. It was really good. That wedding itself was bizarre. To say it was opulent would be like saying Gaddafi's golden gun was a bit showy. It was in a castle in southern Italy, a lavish display of wealth, decadent, ostentatious, grandiose wedding in this ridiculously beautiful setting. I assume it must have cost like half a million dollars. It was it was insane and everyone looked gorgeous. Um, I assume I was the only one without a hyphenated last name and a pink dog called Rococo. It was a bit like that, you know what I mean? Not really my scene, but it was interesting. It's funny to see how everyone else lives, you know? A little window into the uh, into the world of the rich. And uh, you know what? I have to say, it's all a bit pretentious. I found a lot of it was a bit bland. So imagine lots of... So most people were either Canadian or Italian, because it was a Canadian-Italian wedding. And you know, like, the Italians can be a bit lavish at times. You know that neighbour you've got that's Italian that's got that ridiculous Rococo statue on the front lawn? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong... Great job with that empire. Lovely. You've, you've earned it. 
You did a cracking job. Beautiful Coliseum. Good bit of travelling. Didn't quite get to Scotland, but you did a jolly good job. Well done, Italy. It's not like you are tacky. You are quite beautiful. You can, you stand it up well. You know what I mean? You stand by what what you have. But uh, this wedding was ridiculous. There was, I didn't get the chance to speak to anyone because there were too many shows. It was like a, it was like a wedding crossed with Cirque du Soleil. Like you'd have a meal... And then during the meal, if you attempted to have a conversation, you were shushed by a woman that played the harp. And then after the meal, there was a magician that came around with his face painted white with a, a ball. Three in total, I should imagine. But one particularly large one, the glass one, that he floated around his body like using a glass ball, basically as a distraction from talking to anyone. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And then there was a live cellist. Then they wheeled on a full band. Then there was like... Um, a pop singer doing Ricky Martin stuff. And at that point, the meal was over, so everyone got up. And I'm like, all right, now it's the time to interact with these people. Because I didn't know anyone, so I really wanted to meet people. So I started having a few conversations. And they're like, right, it's time for the main event. Surely the main event was the wedding before the meal. Surely that was the main event. Like, no, no, come outside. You're not going to believe this. I thought, I probably won't, because I haven't believed anything so far. Go outside. There's an Olympic swimming pool in the grounds of this beautiful old castle with ivy laced up the walls, around the swimming pool are a collection of, I don't know, 500 candles. And then on the swimming pool, yes, on, are two people in large balls. So imagine, I think they're called zorbs, giant plastic balls, right? And at first I thought, oh my God, is that the bride and groom? Because they were dressed as the bride and groom, but they were representations of the bride and groom. So then, right, the lights dip, so you can just see the candles and two people splashing about in giant balls, right? Out comes a live opera singer. <laughs> Bit better than that. And uh, the two people and balls, man and a woman, struggle by pushing their giant balls across the surface of the Olympic swimming pool in a desperate attempt to reach each other. I am pissing myself. I thought it was a comedy. I didn't realise that I was supposed to take it seriously. And the problem is I didn't know anyone there, so I just go up to people next to me and said, what do you think of this? <laughs> Thinking they'd say, <laughs> well, I mean, it's something, isn't it? And they went, oh, my God, it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. I'm like, no, I don't think it's awesome. I think it's a ridiculous, grandioso display of wealth and pretentious bullshit, but I'll go with it. And so they're splashing about, trying to get to each other, these two people in giant balls. They finally connect as much as two people in giant plastic balls can connect. And then the opera goes mad. Fireworks go off behind them, right? I'm like, is this, sorry, did I get off in Rio? So what is going on here? Look like they were, I think whoever had come up with a show thought, right, how can we outdo that Olympic ceremony? <laughs> all, right, all that's going off. Then on go the lights. And there's, I don't know, a table that's, I don't know, 40 feet long full of sweets, including a cake so big that I didn't know that a cake could support its own weight. I later found out that most of it was polystyrene, styrofoam, <laughs> covered in icing. It was a representation of exactly what I mean about this wedding. It was like the the baked metaphor. Anyway, the, most of my favourite part of it all was when everyone had finished this show. 
I looked around and the two people couldn't get out of the water in their giant balls and they were struggling desperately to get back up on the surface, at which point a lot of people in $1,000 dresses tried to help them out, wheeled them back onto the surface, then they couldn't get out of their plastic balls. <laughs> There's nothing funnier than seeing a woman in a sequin dress stick a leg out and go, in Italian, I can't get out of here. Can someone, for God's sake, push me around the other way? Absolute gold. It was my highlight of the wedding. I'm still enjoying it. Uh, text 71010. Someone says, Vinny, you're killing me. I love your unpretentiousness. It's refreshing, question mark. It's refreshing, question mark. <laughs> I love your unpretentiousness. It's refreshing. I'll take that as an exclamation mark. Thank you. Well, so it sounds like real wealth, not rented least wealth. Yeah. What a ridiculous display of wealth. They probably could have built a hospital wing with that, said someone. Good point. Thank you. And you know what? The best weddings I've ever been to in my life, yeah, the food's been pretty good. But all you really need to make a wedding work, all you really need is a free bar. And some, for all the alcoholics, we're getting to that age, just a few of the alcohol-free becks. So they feel part of it. That's all you need. You know what? Have you seen this thing under your nose that flaps about? I use it every week on this show. A bit too much. It's called a mouth. It's great for communicating. What the hell happened to conversation? I didn't fly to bloody Europe to see two people dancing about in Zorbs. Oh. I think it might have been slightly wasted on me. I'll be back in a minute. Tuned in to the Vinnie White Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010. You can call the show if we get time. We'll take your call 416 872 1010. I'd love you to text the show. I really like those on 71010. And uh, let, just let me know this. this uh, my question to you tonight is quite simple. What's the worst wedding you ever went to and why? Inspired by a really good wedding that I went to that was just a bit. There's no other word for it than pretentious, I don't think. Well, there's a few, but I can't use them. Um, 7, 10, 10. Worst wedding and why? Hopefully not your own. But I'm sure that's that's happened. (laughs) I did go to a wedding once where the bride had a complete and utter meltdown the day of. It was about two hours before she was getting married. I think that's probably quite normal, but I don't normally see it. And I don't think I was supposed to. She came running through the hotel that we were staying in in tears. And, uh, And then for the rest of the day, she said she had the best day ever. It's probably it's probably perfectly normal. Anyway, text me your dodgy weddings on seven ten ten. I've been in Europe. I had a good time. I went to that wedding. Also, I went home, saw me mum, um, all that stuff as well. Hung around London a little bit, and um, but I also went to. I thought for the first time, it's a good opportunity to do something new. So I went to um, Croatia and Bosnia. I've never done that before. And uh, well, actually, I've started in Albania, which is bonkers, and then went up to. Montenegro, I think it's called. Tiny little country in the Balkans. And then ended up in Bosnia. It was all like, it started in this wedding in Italy. I thought if I'm in Italy, I might as well get a boat across the Adriatic and tick off a few former Yugoslavian countries. And it was really good. I, I loved it. Got, I got a rental car. And uh, it's pretty cheap, actually, as well. Like two, two euros a beer. Not too painful in uh, Albania. And Bosnia is pretty cheap as well. Went to Sarajevo and... Uh, just sort of reminiscing a lot of the sort of 
how can I put this? Fairly harrowing modern history that is that neck of the woods, and uh, learned a lot. But it was a uh, it was a real thorough education, and it was just a really beautiful un uh, unknown about part of the world. If you're planning a trip and you've already done a few European destinations, you could do a lot worse than uh, Bosnia and Montenegro in particular. Just gorgeous, like Adriatic Sea. So it's basically like Italy because the Italians were knocking about in that area. This is my brilliant history for you, and. Uh, then the Austro-Hungarians had a go. Then, yeah, all right, they went a bit commie for a bit. But then the communists packed up about sort of twenty odd years ago. Lots of lots of problems after that, to put it slightly mockingly mildly. And then uh, in recent years, it's become—I would certainly not say a tourist mecca, but it should be because it's so cheap and it's so beautiful. Anyway, uh, I went to Bosnia and stayed in this dodgy hotel. I was on the way to Sarajevo and I sort of ran out of steam, and so just did a bit of. Um, to stay that sort of, I suppose you could call it a roadside motel, but that always conjures up images of where American murders take place. In this particular one was really beautiful. It was it was next to a, a river, and I think it's normally used for rafting. Um, but at this time of the year, the water's pretty low, so I was the only person staying in it. And uh, I decided to watch a film. Uh, I was going to Sarajevo the next day, so I, there's an excellent movie called Welcome to Sarajevo. Um, which is sort of a 1996-ish movie that really depicts the atrocities that happened in the former Yugoslavia as it broke up and, and various factions desperately tried to keep it together with violence, ethnic cleansing and just general brutality. Wrongdoings on both sides, by the way. Um, so I thought, what a brilliant opportunity to watch this movie in, a, in the hotel with a bottle of wine and then jump back in the car in the morning, go to Sarajevo, sort of have some journalistic integrity about myself for once, rather than milling around, drinking beer and doing what most people do with selfie sticks. Actually, I would never own a selfie stick, and if I did, you could quite happily insert it in me as a punishment. Um, but So I watched this film, right? I'm lying on this bed in this, let's be honest, fairly rank motel. It's really cheap. Proper cheap. I think it was 18 Canadian for a night. And uh, as I as you can't have high expectations. I think you can have higher than what I had, right? I'm lying there. I'm watching this film on my laptop because I didn't have a TV. I barely had a bed, to be honest. I think the bed was from the 70s. It was orange and it was fabric. And it had a built-in radio, which I'm sure in the 70s would have been great. But I don't want a fabric bed because fabric chaps things. And there must have been thousands of people that have used this bed since it was designed in the 70s. So I was like desperately trying to cling to the middle of it. And I put down my own sheet. It was like the opposite of that wedding that I described earlier, really. Rough with the smooth. That's what makes life so interesting. And so I'm sitting there watching this film. And I've had a, a packet of um, chips, right? And the chips are, are behind me because uh, they're almost finished. I'll just toss them to one side. So I'm just getting on with it, right? It's probably about one in the morning. There's no one else around. I feel a bit weird, to be honest. Middle of nowhere. Bosnia. Never been there. I'm just watching this movie. It's quite harrowing. It's quite difficult to take in. And I hear this noise. And I'm convinced that it, it must be a moth that's banging against something. Because I keep hearing this. It's really weird. Then I hear this rustling. And I'm like, why is that moth must have found its way in to the chip bag. Because I could hear the chip bag going off. So I let it be. I was right into this movie. In a particularly difficult part of it. Involving shooting and awful things. So I'm feeling a bit sort of tense at the best of times. Right? I hear this rustling. It's just getting, it's getting louder and louder. Like, what is going on? I look round. There is a grasshopper 
the size of a large man's hand splayed out watching the television next to me. He's watching the telly and he's eating my crisps. He's there. He's, he's, got, his, he's got his hands, for want of a better description, in the bag and he's passing chips to his massive mouth. And I swear to God, a fart came out. I have never been that scared. I, I tried to get off the bed. I was like, who's this? And I, the way he did it, he sort of looked at me as if to say, no point getting upset about it. We all like a movie. We like, he's, he's like a bloke. He had the demeanour of a man. He's like sat there. I swear two of his legs were crossed. Casual mode. Well, the other two were eating my, eating my crisps. I got off that bed so quickly, right? I was falling apart, decided, best thing to do, squash it with a bin, right? By this point, it jumped onto the bed as if maybe he was thinking, wow, maybe we're going to get it on tonight, right? So I got the giant, um, you know those bins with a, with a foot pedal that you press and the top comes popping up? You normally found in the kitchen. And uh, I got one of them and stuffed it on top of it, thinking, oh, that's, that's going to squash this thing, this massive green hornet-like grasshopper into the bedding, but that's better than having to live with it, knocking about the place. Because I'm worried, petrified, it's going to start jumping around. I'll go to sleep and it'll jump on my face. I'm, I'm not liking this. The car's already looking extremely appealing. So I do that, right? Those bins have got a bottom that's further up. So I take it off. He just looks at me as if to say, what else have you got? It's proper teasing me. And then he crosses his legs. I'm like, get off the porn bed. So I get the bin, right, turn it upside down. Now all the tea bags and all the crap in the bin have spilled over it as I'm trying to scoop him up, and he's off. He's off. When he jumped, I am honestly, I'm not making this up, he landed like this. I could hear, just like if there was someone downstairs that had gone, oh, Vinny's out of bed. It was bloody massive. So then I'm running around. I've only got a pair of boxes on, trying to bash it up. And if Peter are listening, by the way, screw yourself. I have no regrets in killing this thing. But doesn't stop there. I finally managed to get it in the bin. Then I'm like, oh, it's in there. I've got to go and deliver it. So I pushed it into the toilet. Right? It's that big. It managed to splay itself on top of the water. Do you know what I mean? So it's imagine a big hand that's tense. It was like that. It wouldn't go down. So I shut the lid, went to bed. I've never been in back in that bathroom since. So, there you go. <laughs> Imagine being the person that used it after me. I know! I went through that much fear. I thought, well, someone else can suffer. So, <laughs> if you're listening in Bosnia, likely, um, don't go to the Bavarian Hotel near Sarajevo. It's about an hour's drive outside Sarajevo. And if you do go, for God's sake, don't do a number two. You're welcome. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. One of my favourite parts of the week is doing this here radio show because I get to learn about stuff around the world while I do my research for nearly two to three minutes. You've heard the show. And, uh, of course, I would say the definite, opulent, decadent icing on that already rather beautiful cake is a woman called Amanda Capito and she's here now. Hello. Hi, thank you. <laughs> yes, you are the decadent, opulent icing on the cake of news. Are you calling me fat? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the best of you calling me fat you've ever done. I do it quite often. I yeah, don't know that's if a, listeners have picked up it's on a it. Go to. And normally the fear of God goes throughout me. But that time I was in a safe hand in comedy world. God, still a little bit nervous. Um, well, mate, it's nice to have you back. I suppose you were here, but it's nice to be back here. Yeah, welcome back. It's nice to see you. Uh, give us a quick rundown. Did I miss anything? Uh, well, the hoopla last week was that Doug Ford's coming out with a book. Did Yay! you hear that? No, what's it about? Is it about how to share love and compassion in the community? Oh, you're close. Mm. <laughs> it's about uh, him and his brother, of course, and um, they're talking. Apparently, there's going to be some spoilers of of. of addictions within the political world and the journalist world and it's their side of the story their side of the story they're being well one guy now isn't it yeah He's, yeah but so it's called like um you know two fords one vision ford nation to do so it's it's about both of their journeys sounds like a bad queen song um, <laughs> <laughs> two fords one vision um well good luck i won't be reading it but uh i'll probably read the notes and i'm back that'll do i can imagine it'll say something like finally a chance for us to get our own back at the liberal elite media and how they've slandered <laughs> us in every possible way by ousting people with genuine addictions and thereby contradicting our values is that right? Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll read it and let you know. Yeah, just let me know. <laughs> Actually, do us all a favour. Read it. Come back on this show to give us a quick synopsis, and then I won't lose any sleep. Okay, to be continued. Thank you. Moving on. Um, can I tell you a quick story? Yes. How was your trip? It was really good. Um, I'm going to pull out just one story. Okay. Right? On my own in Dubrovnik, Croatia. All right? Okay. People I've been travelling with had gone. I was on my own. For just one night, and I don't mind that. I'm quite cool with that. I like that. It was just awkward, like people were flying different places. So the flight where I took was um, in the middle of the night, and I hate doing that. So I thought I'll just stay another night, then have a nice, a nice uh, day flight the next day. So I'm there, and I think, what do you do when you're on your own? I went for a little boat cruise. It was nice, but everyone was a couple but me. (laughs) I was like, oh, look at the male Bridget Jones on the back of the boat with his little <laughs> headphones on. I'm going to see that movie tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. So I, I get, I got the picture. As tragic <laughs> as a lonely man on the back of a boat looking at couples <laughs> make out like cheap hooers. Anyway, so I was there. And I thought, oh, I'm a bit lonely, so I'll go to an Irish bar. You can't go wrong with an Irish bar. If ever you get lonely in Europe, just go to an Irish bar. You'll always, always be all right. So I got talking to a couple of Aussie chicks, right? And they were on Tinder. And yes. Like, one was on Tinder showing the other one. And like you could, and I just leant over like some dirty old man went, hello, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need to be on Tinder when I'm here? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, and they left. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> they were on Tinder and they were just flicking away. And um, actually, they started talking to me. I think they said something like, are you here on your own? Uh, I don't know if they were chatting me up. I'd like to think they were. They were probably about 22, something like that. Sure. And um, I said, yeah, I noticed you are too. I noticed you're Tindering. Any luck? And we started this conversation. Now, I think Tinder's fascinating. I yeah. think it's amazing. And also, as a guy, I really like seeing what other guys put up there. So I said, can I help you with your screening? <laughs> so she's flicking through Tinder looking for a, an amateur. Okay, just in case anyone doesn't know, Tinder's the mm. dating app where you go through profiles of people who are in your radius, and then you can say yes or no, and then if you match, then you can chat. Exactly. The non-gay grinder. Yes. That probably doesn't help. As a description, <laughs> it's fine. But great added <laughs> yeah. bonus. Okay, if, continue. exactly. If you're if you're thinking that's wrong uh, because you're a homosexual, you too can find your way at grinder.com. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that that was happening, and there were nice girls, and they're having a bit of a laugh. The date turns up, an American bloke. So we've got two Aussie chicks, an American dude, probably about twenty six. 
good looking. Okay. Right, really good looking guy. And she, she was pretty good looking. So, But she was definitely punched above her weight. Right. All sat down, all having a beer. I'm now part of this little friendly outfit. <laughs> Everything's great. Suddenly a weird double date. Okay. And then they say, right, what you've got to do, you've got to do a game that we play in Australia. I'm going to give you a word and point to someone and you have to go and use that word on that person. Cool. So I'm a bit drunk. I'm like, bring it. So they point at what looks like a very attractive Swedish woman in the corner and mm-hmm. say, go and say rhubarb. So I was like, oh, I don't know I'm going to get that in. I said, have you tried the food here? She said, what? I don't <laughs> understand. I said, have you tried the food? She said, no. Is it good? I said, yeah, they do a great rhubarb crumble. Do they actually? Oh, absolutely, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> not awesome. a chance. That's awesome. It was Dubrovnik, Croatia, and I don't think they were even selling food. <laughs> And she goes, oh, thanks for letting me know. Have a good night. So I did my bit. I'm like, I'm back. Right, here we go. So then I said to um, one of the girls, I said, you've got to go and say gherkin to that bloke over there. So they went over and I sort of was like hanging around behind. And they said, "Uh, hi, mate. Just wanted to let you know that the singer, because there was a live band in the corner, the singer's also an architect. And this American guy goes, "Uh, right, yeah. That's awesome. Cheers. And they go, yeah, they designed designed a building in London called the Gherkin. I'm like, oh, that was good. Got that in. It was a bit different way of getting in. So I'm having a right laugh. This is great. Then we play another five rounds of this. Oh, my goodness. And we've said every word, apart from swear words, because that's too easy. And um, everyone has to go. Right. Whilst all this is happening, right, yep. there's a table just outside the open window next to us okay. that are t- starting to listen, thinking, well, these guys are laughing a lot. What are they up to? Three guys from the UK on a stag do, right? So she's leaning out the window, the, one of the Australians. With, and so all I can see is this very large bottom in my face of okay. the Aussie chick. And I'm assuming, I don't know what's going on, but I'm assuming she's bringing them in on the game. Right. Right. And I can hear a little bit of laughter, mostly from them, the guys, not her. And anyway, push comes to shove. A few minutes later, she comes in. She's crying. <gasps> like proper crying. Why? And her friend says, what's wrong, Amy? What is it? She goes, they were so mean to me. I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, because like, I suggested that she started talking to them. Right. So I feel sort of responsible for this. Yeah. She's like, oh, they said the most mean, hurtful things. They called me fat and ugly. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Don't tell me they were playing the game, too. Well, I don't think so. I don't think. I think they were just evil. I just okay. think they were just really nasty people. Okay. Also, I think she was very oversensitive. You know what Brits are like. Sometimes we say things, we don't mean it, and a lot of people from other nations get upset. Look at the complaints I get on this show. <laughs> anyway, long story short, right, she's beside herself. I console her, put my arm around her, and mate does the same. The American that's just rocked up is all confused, but he's saying, oh, don't worry about them. Don't, all, all, never mind, you'll get over it. They get up, the three guys outside the window, and walk off. And I think, oh, that's probably good that they're going. Yeah. Now there'll be no more confrontation. Right. Everything's good. Down sit to, uh, I'd say probably 70-year-old walkers, right? About, you know, ramblers with, okay. with all the sticks and all right. the stuff. Because Croatia is very beautiful, so they've probably been strutting around town. They sit down, right? Australian chick, who by the po- by this point is very drunk, goes, I can't believe how rude they are. They were so upsetting. I said, right, you've got to let this go now. Yeah. They've They're gone. gone. Yeah. Everything's finished. She goes, I can't let it go. They were rude. Picked up her full pint glass, yeah. threw it out the window. Let's just recap on this story. They've gone. Oh, no. They've been replaced by two old people, right? <gasps> she throws it. She launches this glass full of beer. It spills everywhere, smashes on the floor, explodes. 
<gasps> all the glass goes up into their face, right? Oh, my god! And all gosh. over the poor old people have done nothing. They're just oh having a nice no. day out. They're coming. She goes, I can't believe what they said. That'll show them. I'm like, they've gone. They're oh not no. there. And by the way, if they were there, that is not the right thing to do. Oh, no. Was she really drunk? Hammered. Wow. So along comes a bouncer. He goes, right, everyone out. Pointing to our table, I'm thinking I'm not arguing. Like I could say, oh, yeah. I, I don't really know that well. Yeah, um, but I'm not. No, gonna argue. forget it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to get out. Meanwhile, he's called the police. <gasps> he's called the bloody police. Oh no! Right? He said the police are on their way. You might want to stand outside and wait while they come because they're going to need to ask you some questions. I'm out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I you got ran out right down that cobbled street like a man that had done something awful <laughs> that I hadn't. <laughs> and and um, as I was running away, they go, where are you going? Let's go for another beer. Get no. out of here. Out. No. It's awful, isn't it? So oh, my gosh. That was my little night out. Wow. Why can't I just have a nice little pint and go home like a normal person? Stop making friends with strangers. Mm. <laughs> Bloody strangers. Um, what have I missed from your neck of the woods? Uh, as in my life? Well, mm-hmm. uh, I bought a new car. Oh yeah, um, it's a it's a Nissan Juke, and how are you spelling Juke? J U K E. Mm. It's very cute. Just out of interest, can you say D U K E? Duke. Oh, okay. Why is that not? Because I, I thought that's what you said. Yeah. I've been in Europe and I've forgotten how you people speak. Oh, goodness. and I've forgotten that you've murdered this bloody language. Get out of here! And I come back here and a Duke is a Duke, and I don't <laughs> know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a juke. It's a juke. But I'm pretty sure this is true for all Nissans. I had a I had a really pleasant, um, unpleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, I've never had a car with Bluetooth before. Right. And so I've never had a car with teeth. <laughs> oh. <right. laughs> what a great dad joke. <laughs> that was so dad. <laughs> that wasn't was it? so dad. I say, I say, mum, <laughs> mum, do you hear me? <laughs> I, mean, I said I've never had a car with Steve. It's funny because cars don't have teeth, oh and I'm proving that I know nothing about technology. Mum, did you? Why? So embarrassing. Why do you want a divorce? So embarrassing. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um. Anyway, okay. So I'm picking up this car. It's my first new. First off, it's my first new car I've ever bought. Mm-mm. I've always had used cars. So I'm excited. It's a lot of money. I'm getting. You know, I'm. I'm really doing a lot of research. Mm. I show up and, um. A couple things started to throw me off right when I pick it up. Mm. The windows weren't tinted. I had paid for tinting. Mm. Okay, they're going to fix that. I open the inside. It's a black car. I mm. test drove a white one. Mm. Okay, so it's a red car. It's a black car with a red interior. Mm. All black jukes come with a red interior. They didn't tell me. Mm. So I was a bit thrown off. that thro- bad? Well, it's a bit racy. I was just thrown off, but it's racy. It's very mm. like Hot Wheels. And I'm like, I want to have this car forever. Mm. And I don't want to feel like this is lame in 10 years. So, oh, I see, yeah. So, okay, so I'm grappling with that. Mm. Fine. I'm like, okay, so they tend the way. I'm already a little bit thrown off. Yeah. But then this is the cherry on top. Mm. I hook up my phone to the Bluetooth. I'm so excited. Mm. So now I can, like, make calls. Oh, heaven. In the car and while I'm play driving. IPhone, play my music. Tunes, yeah. Great, great, great. Mm. I'm driving off the lot with it. Beautiful. And I realize that there's a feature that you cannot shut off if anyone texts you as you're driving your car writes back I'm driving sent from my car you are taking the piss I am not and so I had gone on one date with a man he texted me and I wrote him saying I'm driving sent from my car my boss texted me (laughs) 
to check in. I'm driving sent from my car and it, like and it's so angry. It's written like with periods. Like it's such an angry message. Uh, and it's like it has enter 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 so it's like a, a large message. Uh, and you So they think, "Oh, well, you had time to put 20 enters yeah. there." <laughs> it's it's more I was mortified. It's like and you and it's like my friend texts me five times to tell me a story, and it's like five times I'm driving stuff from my car. I'm driving stuff from my car. There's a number of problems with that, isn't there? Because although it's saying it's sent from my car, yes, but it's not saying sent from her yes, car, yeah. which it should say because that would make you think, well, at least it's not her. <laughs> like sent from my, my car. car, like as if I wrote it. And I can't shut it off. That's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. Thank you. Ever. Thank you. Since you murdered the language <laughs> which you have. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so bad. And so I'm like, I'm like, this is a breach of privacy. I don't want people to know when I'm driving no. too. Like, maybe I'm doing something and I don't want people to know. Maybe you're picking up a birthday present yes. from your mother, but you told her that you're babysitting. Right. Right. So, <laughs> or maybe you're having a sordid, twisted lesbian affair. <laughs> Which is a much better story. <laughs> and now you're being rumbled because of your bloody car. I can't believe it. And then I, re- I went in and I looked up all the reviews. And yes, everyone complains about this feature. But who would have known before to buy a car to test hooking up your phone <laughs> to see what happens when the Bluetooth is connected? No one's ever asked that. I I, has he got anti-lock brakes? Yes. Has <laughs> yeah. he got electro windows? All cars have now. Great. Has he got satellite radio? Only if you pay for a subscription. But that is available. Great. Does it text everyone I know? <laughs> Does it? Automatically. Like, it is so concerning. So just can't wait for you to receive the message. Um, I'll and, text you in a minute when you're driving oh, home. Oh, gosh. It's brutal. So uh, Can you change it to say no, anything? No. No, mental. It's, it's mental. I'm already annoyed with the response you get. When I send an email from my phone using Outlook, yep. at the end of Yes, I'm at Outlook. Yes, all right? It's fine. It's I'm fine. Not, I was born in the he has a hotmail. He has a hotmail address. It's fine. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> sticking by it because I've come this bloody far. And I failed many job interviews on the back of it, so why not? <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, I read I read research on that. Apparently, if you have a hotmail address and you apply for a job in a, in the tech industry, you'll you'll not get. It's like sending a word document <laughs> instead of a PDF. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you might as well. And by the way, I live with my mum, and uh, I don't go out. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, uh, so uh, that's that's my story. I don't know what to do other than replace the whole console. I don't know what to do. I, I have to like to... contact Nissan Canada because this is. I'm so upset. I haven't had a chance. I literally just got it, but. I'm grappling with this. Or I just don't use the Bluetooth, which defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. So it's really unfortunate. I was going to say, when I, 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 you're so het up that you missed the end of my ridiculously long, boring story. But I was going to say, when I use Outlook, it on my behalf says, why not get iOS for your phone? At the end of every email. And you can't take that off? Don't know how to do it. Sorry, I am wrapped up and I was my mind was going. Like I'm like, I just I hate Nissan mm. so much. That's the end of your story. Right. Nissan. Well, so we're kind of we're kind of in it together then. Yeah. I think mine's worse. Okay. Do you want me to burn your car and you can collect the insurance money? <laughs> yes. Please. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Good job we didn't do this on live radio. Is it in the parking lot right now? Let's get that puppy going. Maybe, oh, maybe not. Are you an arsonist? Would you mind doing us a favour? <laughs> Calling all arsonists. If you see a Nissan with a ridiculously over-Japanese interior. Burn all Nissan juice. <laughs> Hang on. This could go really badly okay, wrong. No, no. Some people we are really impressionable. We can't get sued. We can't get sued. I'm in Canada. People okay. need to be treated like babies. The Duke handles really well. I like it as a car. I don't like the Bluetooth. Yeah. That's so, all. 
if you do see a duke that's particularly garish in you and Amanda's just left it, then you're welcome to set that one on fire, <laughs> but don't set other dukes on fire. Also, if you misheard this and you would like to kill royalty, <laughs> do not also burn any dukes. Okay. I think that's covered. I think we I think we covered our bases. You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. Would you like to take this show with you where you go? You can do such a thing by downloading the podcast. You can subscribe to it through iTunes. Go to the iTunes store and stick in the name Vinny White. Weird spelling. V-I-N-N-E-Y White. Or you can go to vinnywhite.co.uk or rather than all that shenanigans, you can go to newstalk1010.com and fish around until you find me and click on all the links. If you want to do all that, sounds like a terrible lot of hard work if you ask me. Uh, and also, while I'm doing the old plug-a-doodle plugs, guess what's coming? It's been a month. You want to give me a hammer this, Pat, for old time's sake? Do you want to be store owner or potential customer today? Uh, it's your call, Vinny. I feel like you're usually the potential customer and I am the man with a store. So let's switch this round. Oh, I'll tell you what, Pat, I need some sort of a gift to give a loved one, something personal and perhaps arty. Any ideas? Oh, I've got a brilliant idea. Something that is uh, personal yet affordable and convenient. Well, it has to be convenient. Ideally, what I'd like is to be able to actually physically pick it up myself because I don't really trust the internet. Well, exactly, and you certainly wouldn't want to pay before you pick up, and that is one of the best uh, features of MrPhotoCanvas.com. What does MrPhotoCanvas.com do? It takes your digital or uh, regular photos and blows them up onto a lovely canvas uh, so you could have that then framed for your family to you know, hang in the dining room and enjoy. And do they stretch this canvas around a wooden frame for me so I don't have any technical shenanigans to do? You bet they do. Mm. That's MrPhotoCanvas.com. I don't like the sound of it. Um, thanks, mate. Right, I asked you for your wedding. I was slightly inspired by a wedding that I went to that was rather, let's just say, bizarre. I asked you for your worst wedding experiences. So far, uh, Michael in the 905. I'm Irish. My first Canadian wedding was 25 years ago. It was an open bar. Holy crap, that never happens in Ireland, he says. I secured taxi fare and got messed up. Love Canada, love your show. That doesn't that happen in Ireland. Open. I'm surprised by that. No open bars in Ireland. I suppose no one can afford it. So, you know, you'd have to remortgage your house. Fund a load of Irish people to get drunk. Also, they'd never leave. Um, Tom, worst wedding. I was in Jamaica. A fight broke out. Ten people were arrested, and all of those ten people missed their flights home. Good. I bet the bride was over the moon. Uh, John says, I lost my shoes at a wedding. I walked to a cab in wet socks through snow. Now, John, is it your fault because you're a little bit drunky monkey? Hmm? Because I don't remember, like, if you, I've never met anyone that gate crashes weddings in the search for shoes, male shoes particularly. Um, what else we got? Uh, Steve, is it? I think it's Steve. Uh, says, I, my worst wedding was my own. Great. That's the second person that said that. He doesn't say why. I like Helen. Uh, my husband threw up on me. Nice. Are you still married? Was that the shortest marriage of all time? 
Oh, it must be love. If he feels comfortable enough to do that, then you're obviously in love. Just to flip it around a bit. Um, so I suppose I was going to do something else, but we're running pretty low on time, so I'll probably wrap it up. Bit of a crap end, but hopefully the show was good enough to uh, justify it. How do you think it went, Pat? Best radio you've ever heard? Absolutely. What a welcome back you've had. Oh, you're a fine man. And um, if you're interested in this shenanigans, uh, also I'm on Tuesday mornings. I'm back doing the round table with John Moore. John Moore's legendary. He does a really good morning show. So whether I'm on it or not, I highly encourage you to listen to it. All right, uh, that'll do. I'm going to call it a day. Hobble off home and uh, have a couple of cheeky beers if it's all right with you. Take care. See you next time. Always a pleasure. Never a chore.